Hi, I'm James Schillinglaw and I'm here in San Juan, Puerto Rico at the ASTA Global Convention. And we're here on the last day. I'm with Zane Kirby, who's president and CEO of ASTA. And it's been a great conference and got a lot done and a lot came out. We're going to talk to Zane about this conference and about ASTA in general. And you'll find out about all that and more on Insider Travel Report. Now, First of all, Zane, congratulations. Another good conference, and you just had a great one in uh, Budapest that you and I were at. That was an amazing conference, and you got another amazing one coming up next year in Amsterdam for the Asta River Cruise Expo. But how, how has this conference gone for you so far? Uh, it's really been wonderful. It's wonderful to get together, to see people that we know, to learn from each other, to share, to meet with suppliers. So the Asta Global Convention is, is uh, the place where our leadership turns over too. So there's a lot of things happening. And uh, yeah, it's been wonderful being in San Juan. They've been extraordinary hosts for the yeah, last couple days. Great. We're in a wonderful complex here. Um, and then, you know, coming off of that successful River Cruise Expo. And do you think you got hurt a little bit attendance wise from that expo uh, to here? Because it was only about a month or two out, right? Yeah, you know, I, I think we actually have just as many advisors as we had last year in, in, in San Francisco. We had maybe slightly fewer suppliers to, to right. come and, and okay. visit with us this year. So, I'm, you know, uh, I'm not sure exactly why everyone makes their own decisions, but, you know, we're almost at 1,000, which we're a little over 1,000 last year, okay. but we were very happy with the attendance and, and really happy with the quality of advisor who came. No, absolutely. A lot of great people down here. And then you already know you got about 1,300 signed up for Amsterdam for the River Cruise Expo, and I was like, oh, my God, are they, is that going to dilute... Um, your Dallas conference, which is going to be the end of May next year, but then you made an announcement today that I think might help a little bit. Yeah, well, we're really happy uh, that uh, yeah we have a, a big name speaker coming next year. Just obviously, a Grand Slam tennis champion Venus Williams is going to join us to be our keynote speaker, which we're really excited about. She's uh, obviously has a story all her own, and uh, really really excited to be uh, involved with her. And yeah, I mean, I, I think that the River Cruise Expo, it, it does, there's a little bit of crossover between people who come there and, and, and go, uh, come there and, and go here. But the reality is that, that uh, Asta, Asta's events, uh, you know, they have their own unique value proposition. Right. And the River Cruise Expo is, you know, we're happy when people go to that. And we're certainly happy when they come and visit us at our global convention. No, and it's been a great, con both conferences. And I was amazed how successful this River Cruise Expo has become. Uh, and hopefully we can duplicate that here and with uh, uh, Venus Williams coming in. And that's the earliest I can remember you ever naming a keynote. Yeah, you know, we, we, we did a little, little bit uh, earlier this year. We thought it'd be nice to, to give people a, a great reason to sign up this year. Obviously, if you sign up this year before you leave, then, then you'll get a, a personalized picture with Venus next year. So hopefully it'll be an incentive for people to, to come and, and, and see her. Yeah, well, I've, I've got to sign in if I want a personalized picture, right? <laughs> now, now, uh, let's go back to some of the numbers questions. Now, you've had a plan, and your now former uh, chairman, Mark Casta, put in, was, was overseeing to have 20,000 members by 25. Where do you stand on that, and, and how are you going to achieve that by 2025? Yeah, it's a really, it's a heady goal, you know, to, to kind of grow, to, you know, to double our size within, within a five-year period. But we're well on our way. We're sitting right between 15,000 and 16,000 members right now. Now. So we've experienced extraordinary growth during Mark's tenure because I'd, I'd say largely because of his leadership and and uh, actually the, the the day that he appeared on Vicky uh, Fried's Coffee Talk uh, in uh, August of sorry excuse me in September of 2021 within a 12-hour period 1,400 people joined Asta which is wow. pretty uh, impressive that is so great. Mark is just a fantastic spokesperson for Asta and he's been a wonderful wonderful chair to to learn uh, to learn under so um, Jackie Friedman though well, that's you the, your new you don't you're, lose a step with no, Jackie Friedman. 
your new chairman, Jackie Freeman, is, is a house of fire and has been great, has been really active since 2012 and asked about when you, you joined. That's right. And it really has been, she, she's going to be a great chair as well. We have a wonderful working relationship and just have a ton of respect for, for everything that Jackie does. Now, let's talk a little bit about another thing you, you sort of brought to light, the new mentorship program that you're doing. Talk us a little bit about what that was and why you unveiled it sort of here. Well, you know, we, we're putting the scaffolding in place, James, because, you know, there's so many new people coming into our industry, and, and they really have to, there's, but a lot of what, what travel advisors have, this tacit knowledge, this understanding of systems and complex, you know, supplier bases and rules and all this. So it's really important that if we get people in, that they have the best chance of being successful. So that's what we did. We launched a mentorship program here. So both mentors and mentees can can sign up. We already had a, a, several dozen sign up here at the show already. But yeah, it's just the idea of connecting with people who've been in the industry for a long time, who are great people at ASA, who give back, and they're they're good volunteer leaders. And this is one way that they can again pass on some of that tacit knowledge and and really help people get the best start that they can. And that's perfect. And, and aligned with that, uh, you got support from Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings uh, to support a kind of incoming new agents program, and also publicize the fact that being a travel advisor I say agents I should get a uh, I, I, I owe you get a dollar I got a demotion yeah. there I got a dollar uh, sorry I've been around too long uh, so uh, the, to get new advisors to understand that this is a viable and really vibrant profession right well I mean being a travel advisor there's never been a better time to become a travel advisor I mean the flexibility you have both geographically and with your time the un, uh, you know unlimited earning potential and then really I mean you know this we don't lose many players on this team when, once you come Come here, you realize what an awesome experience it is, and what an awesome industry you work in. And so we look around, and there, I know there are people toiling in other industries that just I think they would. If you're a complex problem solver, if you're sharp, if you're entrepreneurial, you're going to love being a travel advisor. Right. And so we we want to obviously uh, attract them to the profession, and then bring them in and nurture them a little, little bit before they take those next few steps. And then you got some some money from Norwegian uh, to yeah. just do that, and then also publicize the fact that this is a great profession. It absolutely is, and an enormous thank you to Harry Somner and Frank. Del Rio, everyone over at Norwegian for helping you know provide these resources. You know we we can do a little with with a or we do a lot with a little that we have. But when when we're able to to get you know a sizable six-figure contribution like the one they made, it really lets us pour kerosene on on this message and, and really push it out really broadly. And I saw the hint of a, a campaign on video that I, I hope you do end up releasing more wide with a video of why you should become a travel advisor. It was pretty impressive, I gotta tell you. Yeah, I mean, Erica Richter on our staff is our communications, out, sort of outwardly facing communications vice president. She does wonderful work for ASA. Her main job is telling people, telling the, the you know, the large multimedia uh, operations here that, that you know, using a travel advisor is the best thing to do. Uh, you know, al always touting the, the value of using a travel advisor. But just behind that, it's like, hey, you know what? If you're not if you're not gonna use a travel or you're not gonna be a travel advisor, then use a travel advisor. But hey, why don't you try? Why don't you give a, give a look at being well, a travel it's, advisor? It's not bad, and I think we you know successfully turned the corner of actually this being once again a desirable profession, something that people can make money doing and enjoy doing as well. That's right. That's the that's the key. It's it's a fun profession. It's a it's a problem solving profession. It's a helping profession. I I go into travel advisor offices all the time, and I'm amazed by the stack of cards in there on on their desk from their clients saying. 
saying, thank you for making my life, my, my memories magical. Thank you for making my wedding, my anniversary, my whatever trip just, just wonderful. And I think more people ought to experience that. Yeah, well, we dragged you in 10 years ago. You haven't left yet. No, this is, this is the best <laughs> job in America. There you go. When you came in, it wasn't, that's for sure. But you've made amazing changes during your tenure here. And it really is really righted, righted the ship, so to speak, even though we're not just selling cruises. But uh, let's talk a little bit about how ASA is addressing some of the some of the big issues right now. I mean, obviously, the, the big issue recently was this American NDC. And we've talked about this. At, uh, you know, Where are we with that issue? And basically, is American is just going to do what it's going to do, right? Well, they certainly made business decisions, I think, uh, that to me feel a little short-sighted. Uh, they, they have definitely preferenced all of the other channels that they that they use, and they're they're uh, what we would call uh, gouging their their corporate customers that book through Saber and. Which is odd because that they, airlines used to live on corporate customers. Why do they want to upset with them? Uh, you know, you'd have to ask them. But we're we're actually really concerned about the not only the, the precedent that it sets, but uh, you know, American Airlines has monopoly power in some pretty important markets here in the United States, and and Charlotte, and Dallas, and Miami, and Philadelphia. And when you when you make it really when you make it expensive for your corporate customers in those markets, we really feel like there's an anti-competitive uh, aspect to this. That's why we talked to the Department of Transportation, uh, uh, five of their their members, about two weeks ago, and why we're we're waiting for our meeting with the Department of Justice. Now, have you had any conversations with other airlines that say, please don't go this route? Well, we have ha had uh, conversations with other airlines, and you know, happy to say that that you know others, in Delta including, are, are taking a, a much more uh, a reasoned and, and sort of even-handed approach to this, to, to rolling out NDC. We're not against uh, modern retailing. We're not even against uh, the sort of. Uh, you I don't know, think you're against NDC. You're just against having everybody be on a level playing field and have access to all the fares. Right? We're against have, having uh, forcing corporate America to choose between a lower price that they'd find on AA.com and duty of care that they owe their employees. We're, we're, we're just, you know, principally opposed to that. So that's why we're opposed to the, 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 the you know, the absolute, you know, breakneck pace of, of implementing NDC right now at, uh, you know, regardless of the cost. Yeah, well, and you got a couple other issues on your plate that you'll be discussing here for us at leg Legislative Day. Uh, one, obviously, is the FAA reauthorization. You're trying to prevent you know, more burdens on travel advisors, on disclosures, and a lot of things like that. That's coming up, right? Yeah. That is, and it, it expires September 30th, and, and as you say, there's there are 67 members on the House Transportation Committee and 17 members on the Senate uh, Commerce Committee, and we're getting around and visiting all of them right now. We want to make sure that they're thinking about travel advisors when when they're when they're writing writing the the points of this bill. And and again, we, the, it's it's looming. I mean, it's going to expire around the around the corner, and we want to make sure that that no more disclosures are added to the travel advisors, and that hopefully there's a couple on the books that we can get rescinded. Yeah, and then the other big issue is this Department of Labor. We're back at it again. We thought we were done, and, and now they're looking at a definition of independent contractor of a worker and they're re-examining that whole thing so where are you with that yeah it's a slight step backwards I think under the Obama administration they used a sort of a five-pronged approach uh, in terms of what deter what determines a, a independent contractor that, that included things like profitability and right of control and investment levels uh, you know that, that it seems like the Biden administration is going back to that kind of definition rather than the, the Trump the Trump administration's definition under their Department of, of Labor which was a little more narrow and actually a little more clear for our members. So while it's not a, it's not uh, something as, as egregious as the ABC test that, that was uh, imp that was implemented in California in 2019, uh, it, it is cause for concern. We, we certainly have filed our, our comments with the Department of Labor and hopefully they'll come out and, and make sure that our members is not putting any sort of uh, burdensome uh, uh, you know regulations or, 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 or lack of clarity for travel advisors who, who have independent contractors.
contractors. Well, absolutely. Since that is the host model with independent contractors become one of the predominant models in, in the business right now, your largest agencies are that. Um, there's still some brick and mortars out there, obviously, but there's a lot of people who are working as independent contractors for large hosts or small hosts. So make, making sure there's, that's well defined. Now, anything else you can think of that came out of this conference you want to tell our viewers about? Uh, anything else that you want to get out? Well, just that it's such a, a celebration of the profession. That's what I love about the Global Convention. Again, we, we hand out a, a ton of awards. We recognize you know, travel advisors for the great work that they do for the consumers, how they stand out amongst their peers in terms of building and fostering community, because there's, there's enough business to go around out there. It's just that, you know, it's just a wonderful uh, time to come and, and sort of, yeah, celebrate the profession. So I hope that more of them will join us next and year in, in Dallas. And indeed, we had Travel Agent Appreciation Day, the advisor, tra travel advisor today here just yesterday right? yeah that's right that it was, was great yeah that, that's you do that on purpose right <laughs> that was Erica Richter absolutely absolutely well Zane I want to thank you it was great to be here as always great when and you got a lot of stuff coming up you got the ASTA legislative day I think you want to get more people down that for in June uh, that's when is it June June 21st 22nd and yeah we have a number of states that only have one person coming so when you imagine you know we want when we go into these congressional offices we want them to see multiple travel advisors we want we want you know you might be the only travel advisor that they see all year mm -hmm. and so we want them to be thinking about you so anyone that would like to come to, to uh, legislative day we'd certainly welcome along and then you got your River Cruise Expo in Amsterdam next uh, March I believe uh, March 13 to 16 13, I believe 16, yeah which, although it's already sold out so you better get on a waiting list if that's right. yeah it's right over 300 the wait list right now too which is great yeah that, that's uh, that's going to be a wonderful addition we'll have 12 ships uh over 1500 people total so it's it's uh 1500 more, two more than we had this, this past year right yeah well we had 650 yeah two more two more two more ships, two more ships. Double, the, double the advisors absolutely and we all we both got lucky enough to get on a river cruise afterwards so that was excellent so and then finally you got this conference coming up the end of may next year and if you want to see venus williams uh head on out to dallas right super yep thanks james Zane, again, thank you for a wonderful conference, and I look forward to seeing you again soon. It's great to be with you. I'm James Schillinglaw, and this is Insider Travel Report.